Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to, because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Five-star chef Ivan Flowers is back on Big Blend Radio Champagne Sunday show today to teach us how to make his West Coast lobster rolls. Not his East Coast, not the South Coast, the West Coast lobster rolls. And you can see <laughs> Chef Ivan's recipes in Big Blend Radio and TV magazine. In fact, this recipe will be in the January-February issue of our, our 2018 January-February issue. Um, also, go to blendradioandtv.com, and you'll see him in our expert department, and you can click on the chef and see his recipes. <laughs> That's what you want to do. Uh, Also listen to his interviews. Uh, But you can keep up with him on Facebook and Twitter at Chef Ivan Flowers and also see his YouTube cooking series, He Cooks with His Pickle. Um, Anyway, that's what it's called, Cooking with My Pickle (laughs) on YouTube. So, Chef Ivan, how are you? I'm good. How are you guys? Well, we're we're feeling a little, I don't know, rambunctious today. It's our last Champagne Sunday show of the year. Next year... It's our 11th year for the radio. Oh, and, nice, and nice. 21st year of the, of the big blend, whatever we do, magazine, radio, whatever, <laughs> all of it. Congrats. Ball of wax. Congrats. And now we're feeling like, yeah, and, and you get to be the final guest on this, so we're excited for today. Well, and, and glad you're part of it. Yeah, you've been on our show for, I don't even, I can't count. A long time. I can't count. But decades. I'm glad decades. you're not one of the. Dirty old men we were talking about earlier. <laughs> no, 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 and it's good you You're guys not, you are bringing that, we, we, bringing that up. No. Yeah, it's good to talk about I'm that. I'm sorry. Sure. No, no. Mm. We have to, well, you know, that's part of our thing. We have yes, to discuss things. Yes. If you don't discuss things that are happening and that people should be aware of and do things, I don't know, you know what I mean. We just have to do that. But, yep. hey, champagne toast to you and lobster. West Coast versus East Coast, South Coast. I mean, do they even get lobster down south? You know how Nancy and I are allergic to seafood, so we don't know. But, yeah, um, well, the, lo- the, lobster, the lobsters here on the West Coast are called spiny lobsters. Oh. Um, so they don't have claws. So they can't smoke really? cigarettes or they can't smoke cigars or go shopping whatsoever. They just oh. have the tail and the body and then some, like, antenna stuff. I don't use oh. that. I use lobster from Maine. Um, okay. I because that's that just works for this dish. Um, it's uh, West Coast. Um, one, you're eating it in the West Coast, so that makes it West Coast. Okay. But like we put the corn in, we put the grilled corn in, we put the jalapenos. So we're doing a little southwestern infusion into this lobster roll. Oh, I see. Okay, that's cool. Okay. Okay. So now, I know this recipe you talk about. You know, you're going to use cooked lobster. Okay. Mm-hmm. So now I have to just jump backwards because I know this kind of – okay, let me just say this. This um, West Coast lobster, it is almost 
like before we get into how to make it, but it's almost like making like a tuna salad, but with this fancy hot dog roll thing you're doing, right? But you and you're using <laughs> lobster. Am I right? Am I getting it kind of right? <laughs> yes, yes. I, okay. I, you know, and people do, you know, um, a lobster roll or a hot dog roll. What I actually do is, you know, the King's Hawaiian, the little square mm-hmm. rolls that are sweet, very, very oh, uh, fluffy. Yeah, they're yummy. Oh, I use I that. use those mm. and I roll them out. I take a, a rolling pin. Uh-huh. And I roll them really flat. And then what I do is I grill them with a little butter. And Ooh, they're yeah. fabulous with this. They're just, they just work like nothing else. So I was wondering that. I was like, how did you get them? Because I was looking at the photo of the recipe, and it's all like, these are like hot dogs. But I'm like, he, he like did, how did you thin them out? Like, that doesn't happen when I try and, like, toast them or whatever. That didn't work for yeah. me. But, okay, so now I want to go to the thing about the cooked lobster. Because well, you can you can you can cook your own, and we can talk about that too. Yeah. I mean, the, actually, the best way in the world, and I remember when I was up in Maine years ago, the best way in the world to eat lobster is they, in the seawater that they catch it in, and that makes it oh. uh, indescribable. But hmm. a lot of people can't do that. So what you do is you salt the water, where you get a good amount of salt in the water, okay. and then basically you're putting the lobster in. Um, let's say you're doing a pound and a half to a two-pound lobster. You're averaging about nine to ten minutes, and then you're taking the lobster out and you're putting it in cold water with ice, and that stops the cooking and allows the meat to set. You leave it in that water for a good 20 minutes, you take it out, and then, of course, you start cracking the shells, taking out the knuckle meat, and taking the tail meat out. Um, for that fresh lobster. But if you can ever get a lobster cooked in the water that it was caught in, do so. It's magnificent. Where do you get that wow. kind of thing? Like, the, like, you know, do you go to a fish market or something? Like, do you, or Well, like... you know, it's the coastal towns on the East Coast. Um, mm. I believe that in Mexico and parts of California and Baja, they, they'll, they'll mm-hmm. cook it. The spiny lobsters in the water that they catch it in. Mm-hmm. Um, some... Places actually have, where they're, they do lobsters, they have seawater in the tanks, actual seawater. And mm. sometimes you can actually buy that seawater that the lobsters are in to do your lobster boil in that. It makes a huge difference, the natural ocean water. Mm. So now what is the difference? Okay, now we know that one's a spiny and the other one's eastern. What is then these, like, crawfish thingies? Because we were in Nevada, in Yarrington, right. Nevada, by the stream, and um, there were crayfish, and there were crawfish, crayfish, crawdads. But they yeah. they had like big pinchers things. Man, they were going at each other. And they were them. having a fight while some the parks board people were putting fish, stocking the stream with fish. Yeah. And and we're like, no, they're not lobsters because I think lobsters yeah. are only saltwater. They're midget lobsters. So they're, yes. and they're he, smaller. He, yeah, they call them mud bugs, and they get them in the rivers and stuff. They look like lobster. Um, yeah. The crayfish are, are completely different. The West Coast lobster uh-huh. is a warm water lobster. The main lobster is a cold water lobster. Uh, mud bugs uh-huh. are basically warm water. Um, the big thing when you're eating uh, crayfish is the experience is, of course, to eat the tail, and then they suck the head. And because there is a lot of flavor and juice from the boil in that, and I've seen people sit at a table and eat a hundred, a hundred and fifty. Wow, time. that's like Louisiana yeah. kind of style, right? When you yeah. get the corn out and yeah, and that's yes. okay. So that's what's so neat. 
I feel like hmm, Louisiana, southern Louisiana especially, and mm-hmm. the southwest are very connected. Like, I always go, like, especially when we were southwest blend. Like, when you were on our shows initially, we were, like, southwest blend, right? Mm-hmm. And I always was like, okay, so some people said Texas was not part of the southwest. I'm like, what? They've got desert, dude. Um, that's the Southwest. And then you get to Louisiana. If you actually look at the history, we're all connected because of the Louisiana Purchase. But they have tamales in in uh, Louisiana. There's this whole history of tamales there, and they have a tamale festival in Zwali. Mm-hmm. But some of the, I mean, they have hot sauce and all of that. And so there's this side of me that says, like, we're connected with that. So, like, when you say, okay, you're putting some corn in the lobster roll, over there, they could have the you know the crawdads, and they're doing corn too. So, don't you think we're kind of connected in that way? Yeah, we like, are. We are. You know, and the regional cuisine is crossing so many boundaries now, and and infusing with other things that it's. Um, I don't look at rules that way anymore. As long as something tastes good, and mm-hmm. you know you're kind yeah. of just working it, you don't have to. I've never followed those rules in my career. Like I was mm. many years ago, I was crossing French with Mediterranean and Southwestern. I'm just doing these crosses. But they work. It's like, what do you call it? You don't have to call it anything. Just make it delicious. You know, mm. you don't always have to label, uh, mm. you know, what you're doing or it's an infusion of this or it's, uh, um, what is it called when it's all? Fusion. Fusion you know, cooking, there's, yeah. There's, there's techniques. Like, I'm very French-Italian trained, and that's my base. But right. there are things that I can do with that that go into so many other regions of the world you know with mediterranean southern mediterranean middle eastern i mean asian it just goes on and on yeah because it's like once you know the technique then the world's your oyster right it is it's like you can open it up and do different things okay so before we get back into the lobster I have a stupid question. I know it's not supposed to be stupid, but this is stupid. Like, I don't, okay, I feel like Jessica Simpson is this chicken of the sea, you know, but then we found out later that some of the tuna in cans was actually chicken. So, <laughs> I'm, no, no, so, no, and because this whole, knew that, like, brain but. fart came before <laughs> my champagne, right? And mm-hmm. reading the recipes, like, cooked lobster meat, I'm like, okay, so how are people getting cooked lobster meat? Are they cooking it themselves, or are they getting out of, you know, because I know we don't all like canned food, right? Um, especially vegetables, that's Nancy's pet peeve, but as we all know. But do they do, because I really generally don't know, since I don't eat seafood, do you get lobster in a can or in a jar, or, like, do people yeah. go to the grocery store and ask for it? And is tuna in yeah. the can... If it's real, okay, so there's the stuff that isn't, <laughs> then there's the stuff that probably is, and is that mm-hmm. stuff cooked or, like, brined out? It's very what, interesting. What is that? Tuna fish, when people <laughs> hear of tuna fish, it's not ahi, bluefin, yellowfin, things like that. It's usually skipjack or amberjack kind of kind of tuna, um, and it's cooked in the can. And that's what they did when they first what? came out with tuna. They didn't know how to do it, and people were eating tuna, and it was very fishy, and it was terrible. And they figured out a way to do solid albacore, chunk, light, dark. It's cooked in the can. That's how tuna is done. Lobster, you go to a, yeah, it's cooked in the can. Lobster is, you go to a fishmonger that has lobster tanks that cooks fresh lobsters that morning, cuts up the meat, and has it ready for you by the pound. From that, that because a day. lot of people don't want to do the whole thing where they are now killing the lobster with, you know, yes. dropping them in the boiling no, pot. That's, sure. 
I don't want to. This is yeah. interesting to me because I being, to him. being allergic to fish and shellfish, the one thing I have been able to eat is canned tuna, which said to me, this isn't really tuna, this is not fish because... Yeah, but then, then, then you had episodes with other then, stuff. So I yeah. know, but then I thought, okay, then I could eat canned salmon. No, I couldn't. You know, that... That was a disaster. So here's the deal. So canned, do they cook the salmon in the can too, or is it yes, not cooked? Yes, a lot cooked? of times they do. Yes, no, it's cooked in the can. Well, they, and the, okay, okay, but is that a bad thing? Well, because my immediate reaction was negative, and I'm thinking now: Do you have BPA mixing with the the fish? And this, I, like, I, what? I, I, yeah. I don't know. I think it's rather safe, actually. And I think uh, they they perfected it many many years ago, um, which turned the tuna fish market around. I think it was the early 30s or 40s yeah. that some scientists worked on this That's and said, "Wait a second, we can cook this in the can." I never knew and then that. Back in uh-uh. Oh yeah, it's cooked in the can. I'm so glad I asked my stupid question. That's all. No, I but said. it is yes. interesting. Always ask the stupid question. I've always wondered, like, why is it I could eat that one yeah. thing of fish, but nothing else? Yeah, but that's weird because it's not even some of it was chicken way back when too. So okay. okay. So now the lobster, you can go get it from your fishmonger. Go go do it mm-hmm. there. Um, grocery stores aren't going to do that, right? I mean, I'm just thinking about it, all the no, people that don't have a fishmonger. Oh, it depends. Whole Foods will do it. Higher end grocery okay. stores will have it for sure. Yeah. Okay. It's a big item. Okay. Lobster meat. Okay. So you get that now. Like I was talking, it's like a tuna fish sandwich in a way. Now you could do this as a chicken salad sandwich, right? Sure. You could of because this is again the technique. Yeah. It's a technique. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you're taking, you're thinning your buns. Chef Ivan, mm-hmm. while yes. he's cooking with his pickle, I'm just saying. Yes. <laughs> Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better? You really can do it, but nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to, because you can do it, if you have the right tools, and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. He's a very oh, busy boy. Um, and he's got pickles involved, dill pickles involved of in this. So you're taking the hot dog buns, but apparently the butter has to be real unsalted butter, no margarine crap, right? None of that. Stuff. No, no margarine, of course not. Oh, I knew. Unsalted butter, yeah. Margarine okay. is horrible for you. Yeah. None, no, it's pla- you will have anal seepage, everybody, if you keep Lisa. eating. Lisa. True. Yes. It's a true fact. Yes. Yeah, it's horrible. Sorry. It's horrible. I, Sorry, I grew up with margarine. That. We didn't know. We had no idea. No. But we all wondered about the – anyway. That's because – why was that happening? <laughs> no, that's because um, 
when a company wants something passed by our Food and, and Drug Administration, they say, do your own test, turn it in. Yeah. And there you go. Right. You're fine. Yeah. And so you need right. to look at it on certain certain uh, potato <laughs> chips, too, that you get. you got to look at yeah. what if that oleo word is in there on your potato yeah. chips, hydrogenated oil, you got to think about it. We yeah. can make our own potato chips. Yeah, you can. Yeah. But it it is interesting if if independent companies did the test on our food products that were fa- passed by the, <laughs> it'd be a whole different result. There are companies who do that. Yeah. And documentaries on it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's go to the recipe. So we got lobster meat. You got 24 ounces of cooked lobster meat because it's going to feed four people. Is this a meal or like an appetizer? Oh, uh, you could do it as both. You know, let's say, let's say you wanted to do little ones. You can do them as apps. If you wanted to do big ones, larger ones, uh, you mm-hmm. can do this and serve them with different side salads, maybe some really thin French fried potatoes, maybe some roasted garlic and Parmesan fingerling potatoes and turn it into a meal very easily, one way mm-hmm. or the other. Yeah, you, you've just changed my mind on hot dog buns. I want to go and do that now. I'm going to, like, mm-hmm. roll them out and just see because I think, like, we could do all kinds of, like, we could have, like, a breakfast scramble in there. Just sure. thinking, mm. like uh, you know. Would, would you ever mix um, lobster with any other kind of fish? I would mix it with like crab. That? I would mix oh, it okay. with uh, really nice crab meat. Absolutely. I would okay. mix it with shrimp. I would mix it with scallops. Oh yeah. Mm. Okay. So you, you then you wouldn't go on. So you're doing the crawly things, the crustaceans. <laughs> you would. <laughs> you wouldn't. You wouldn't mix it with, like, flounder or mai-mai or something like that. No, but although on Long Island one of their very famous dishes is a crab meat or lobster-stuffed flounder roulade where they actually take the flounder filet and they'll take mm-hmm. crab meat and lobster and cook it with butter and garlic and different things and lemon, touch of breadcrumbs, mm-hmm. put it in the lobster, and roll it and then bake it in the oven. It's quite famous. Hmm. Oh, wow. Well, there you go. It's like turducken. Because yeah, flounder is a very neutral fish. So, oh. you know, you, it's, it's very neutral. It's white, flaky, and sweet, so you can do a lot with it. Is that the one that lays on the bottom with one eye looking yes. up? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Flounder, oh, fluke, out here it's halibut. Unfortunately, mm. the flounder on Long Island are disappearing. I was a huge flounder fisherman when I was a kid. And really? I would go flounder fishing and catch 50, 60, 70, 80 at a time. Now they're wow. almost gone. Now summer, oh. now uh, winter flounder are literally gone, and all, so are most of the lobsters on Long Island. It's very sad. Actually, yeah, mm-hmm. this is well. This is part of you know people are there's there's climate change. There's overfishing, commercial fishing, and, and a lot of com- commercial fishermen are trying to change into doing things differently. And we're working on a segment about um, lionfish, chefs using lionfish, so that the other species would have a chance to, re, you know, come back and use the lionfish because it's like an invasive species, uh, and, and mostly in the right. like Florida area. Mm. And right. chefs are doing this slowly but surely, yeah. starting to work with lionfish. What do you think yeah. about that? Absolutely, absolutely. You know, let me tell you something. Lobsters in the early 1920s and 30s were fed to prisoners. They were considered cockroaches of the ocean, and they oh, fed wow. them to people that were in federal prison. It's the American wow. people that then turned it around and made it a gourmet dish. Monkfish was considered trash, absolute trash of the ocean. And now monkfish is 
very sought after, and so are the livers. Uh, lionfish, there's another, oh, I can't remember the name. There's a, another fish in Florida, hogfish, that was mm. considered, why would anybody eat it? It's delicious. A lot of times it's the chef that knows what they're doing. When I was on Long Island, they have what's called, they don't do it commercially, tautog or blackfish, which is considered the chicken of the sea. It's delicious. And they have bluefish. So I used to do a dish called black and blue. And it mm. was delicious. A lot of Long Islanders love it because they, if you know how to cook it and work with it, um, you know. But back in the olden days, it was like salmon, flounder. Mm-hmm. You know, we were very mm-hmm. restricted. There's so much different life in the ocean and different fish, but it's when you, you go after them commercially that's hard. Like, you really can't do commercial flounder fishing. It's hook and line. Blackfish is hook and line. You know, you're not dragging for it. Like a net. So um, it's different. You have to come on our segment when we do this. We'll have to see if we can make it work out. Because the actual fishermen, and and there's a whole organization behind this trying to get it out there because people... You know, there's this like, oh, you know, if I don't hear about it, it's like organic, right? The same thing. Organic was, you know, chefs were doing organic years and years and years ago, and yet then the word organic came out, and people thought you were going to eat dirt and pesticides, and it's the furthest from the truth, you know? So it's kind of like a interesting... Well, you didn't get a perfect-looking thing. Yeah. Yeah. In other words, so like if the apple had a bruise... But what, once a oh, chef no. is done with it, you, yeah. you don't see you any don't, of that. Well, no, because you cut you know, all those parts. Yeah, but it's like in a store, you go, ooh, you know. <laughs> well, look at tilapia. You know, five, six yeah. years yeah. ago, tilapia was 99 cents a pound. A lot of tilapia is farmed in Vietnam in tilapia mm. farms, and now they've put huge numbers on tilapia. Um, do I think tilapia is a great fish? I don't. I don't think tilapia is a great fish. And I've um, heard some I really bad say, things about tilapia being actually yeah. like it's got worms in it or something, like, like well, weird stuff. Also, farm-raised salmon, the, 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 the farm-raised salmon, there's certain ones that are good, but the basic Atlantic farm-raised salmon is one of the worst things that you can eat. It actually makes you fatter, and they add coloring oh. to it, and they modify oh. it. Ooh. So compared to like wild salmon, Copper River, mm. King, Sockeye, that's super mm. deep red and has all, you know, the omegas in it so healthy for you. And there's this, mm. you know, you got to be careful when mm. you get into farm-raised stuff. you got to see what, what they're doing, yeah. you know, what they're doing. I mean, they're trying to oh. raise bluefin. Um, what? They're trying to farm bluefin, and, and they, they're having a hard time with it. Um, well, they, need to, they need to swim. They need to migrate. Yeah. They need to go yeah. where they're supposed to go for reasons yeah. that they go there, and you can't do that in a little. Was well, that how the salmon works no, like, too? All through Kenya, um, when we, we lived there, that was the fish mm. that was on every menu was tilapia, mm. and and sometimes they called it red perch. Yeah, remember that? Yeah, yeah. and it, you yeah. know it's a pretty, it's pretty the yeah. fish itself. Yeah, I remember. <gasps> I swam with one. I remember yeah. as a little kid floating in this creek, and there mm. was a dead one. So I like was slamming around. There was this big red fish thing. I don't think thing. it's in the creek. Okay, well then I don't know what that big fish was. I'll never forget that big fish. I was like, "What the hell is that?" And then I Mm-mm. got freaked out because he had big teeth. Mm-mm. Okay. But, maybe no. but anyway, no. yeah, no, well, they don't have piranhas in Africa, no, but they have them yeah. in South America. But, they have other yeah. things. But now well. that I that was think the guy when the Maasai guy went up with the honey. The um, that trip. That was not a tilapia. 
because I think they're ocean. It was a big red. Now I'm going like now it's red or yellow. Like go back as a kid. It was the same trip yeah. as when the guy went up the tree to get the honey. The Maasai guy went up the tree. I mean, oh, I Ivan, that. swear to God, this guy came out of the tree, smoked that was it, so weird. like arms loads of honey out of the tree. It was the craziest thing I've ever seen. Like really, and he was covered in bees. Covered in bees and didn't mm. care. Oh didn't God! Because he oh, stoned them all out with smoking them out. You know, yeah, he smoked. The and bees. then they all came back to life, and everybody was happy. He took the honey. The bees woke up. And we ran. <laughs> it was one of those times the van broke down because the van breaks down everywhere you go in Kenya. But anyway, let's go back. Let's go back. So I want to get back to it because I know listeners want to know the recipe, and we always go off on a tangent because it's just, you know, it's like whenever you start to look at things, you have like, wow, well, what about this? Yeah. So you got your lobster meat, you dice it, and you and and you it's got to be chilled for this recipe. So this is a you, even though you're heating the you're heating your buns. This is going to be cold on the inside, right? Like a That's eventually correct. room yes. temperature. Okay. Uh-huh. Got mayonnaise, and everyone, the recipe will be on the website blendradioandtv.com, so you can get the real thing there. So, chopped celery, mm-hmm. a lemon, or the juice of fresh tarragon. Mm. So this is now Yum. this is the thing. Do you ever use dry herbs on something like this kind of dish? No, no, you better refresh. You want okay. it to have that fresh licorice kind of taste. Yeah. You want fresh tarragon. Yeah. I like tarragon. You could. And then, you could, oh, but it wouldn't work as well. See, yeah, to smoked, me, I uh, could. The paprika. Smoked paprika, sh- a shallot, all finely yes. minced, unsalted butter for the dog, hot dog buns. Mm-hmm. you got sea salt, pepper, granulated garlic, a tablespoon of dill pickles all minced up. Mm-hmm. And then grilled corn, a cup of grilled corn, and a jalapeno all finely diced. So basically, mm-hmm. everything other than the hot dog buns and the butter, that's what the mixture is for the lobster yes. side of it. Yes. And then it yes. goes that's into how the you shell. Because mm-hmm. you make like these are like little shells that come out. The, yes. The hot dog it bun. It sounds really yummy. Yeah. I know. Yeah. So, but for us, we could turn around and do this with like chicken. with anything like our normal salads. Because I always sure eat bread. of course. With our salad, yeah. but now I'm like, I'm going to try that. Yeah, do it with tuna fish, chicken, salmon, all, all of it. It's a great salad. Mm. It works. I know. Would you do, okay, so now croissants. I, I have a thing about them. They're, the <laughs> I think, one of the the best things ever in the world. I know you're going to yeah. say it properly. I make one. Me. I know. Wouldn't that be cool? I know. So would you ever flatten a croissant and make it into that? Would that be sacrilegious? Um, well, you don't, no. you don't want to flatten a croissant no. because you want those layers. But little puffiness. you can do this only if it's a really, really, really good croissant. Because I remember mm. growing up, like, in, in, you know, when I was younger and catering things, and remember when it was taught, everything was on a croissant. And people mm. would go to the grocery store and buy these horrible, horrible croissants. Yes. But, tuna salad and shrimp salad and all of this yeah. stuff. And there were commercial croissants and they had no integrity to them. Something yeah. like this, which is buttery, a truly good croissant is buttery, would work very well. But it's got to be a great croissant. Yeah, it can't be the phony ones. Do you remember there there was these um, muffin thingies that were like layers that you could peel one layer off when you open them? I don't even know what they were called. My grandmother used to use them all the time. They, you got them in the grocery store, probably in one of those Pillsbury roll things. Yes, those it on can. The kitchen. You crack the can. Yes. Yeah. 
And then yeah. you, you can cracker. Yeah, and then you, um, you know, it's fun to whack it open. And then yeah. you you put the you put the things in the little muffin tin, and it makes a little muffin thingy, not right. a sweet Isn't that muffin. a Pillsbury thingy? It's, no, it and it comes out kind of like like a croissant, and then yeah. the little muffins in layer thingies. Remember those? It's like they, a puff pastry. Yeah. And yeah. you can feel layer after layer after layer. Yeah. Off. Yes, Pillsbury used yeah. to make them. They still do. Oh, it's the Michelin yeah, tire of pastry. They're delicious. Yeah, they're delicious. They're, no, they're really good. I know. There's like that salt. Because I think they have like buttery. kind of butter in between yeah, butter. the layer or something. Butter is key. Yes. Butter is key to everything, <laughs> yeah. man. It is. So, I remember the croissant thing because it's it's weird because you know how you get like pre-made uh, sandwiches in stores? Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better? You really can do it, but nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to, because you can do it, if you have the right tools, and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Which everybody beware of. Just saying. (laughs) Because after being on the road, I know. Um, if it has mayonnaise, don't buy and it. No, it's not always a mayonnaise thing either. <laughs> yes, it's just it like is. how long the bread has been in there in saran wrap. It's under how long a light. the mayonnaise has been and in the bread without got, being refrigerated. And then that meat gets that like that greenish, you know, like it's like a rainbow don't, color don't. on it. Oh, Have you seen how cut meat gets that, like roast beef yeah, has like it, a it, rainbow? It, it, oh, yeah. It, ox- it, it oxidizes and it starts mm. to look like uh, green and silver, and as you kind yeah. of move the meat around, it almost looks like colored scales are on it. it yes, I've seen like that. A, That's oxidation. It, yeah. Is that oh. okay? No, it looks like the no. oil when you're walking through a parking no, lot. No, because I always thought it was weird. Like, I don't want to eat yeah. that. It doesn't no. look normal. No, no. It's, not, yeah. it's old. You want to stay yeah. away from that. It's starting to age and um, mm. basically decay. Well, look, if you go into, I'm not going to mention the names, but convenience stores and you know this is what I was teaching uh, in nutrition to the kids up at Temecula Valley High School mm-hmm. but look mm-hmm. at this sandwich it was a simple sandwich I think it was like tuna on rye or tuna on white mm-hmm. with something there were 76 ingredients on the label oh and three oh. quarters of them were chemicals 76 oh. ingredients in the tuna that, that's the thing that's why when we started the tour when we started traveling no, we Nancy and I turned around we got Not our own kitchen that. box and yeah. Because the first thing, I mean, we just went out there, you know, crazies. And next thing you know, we're in a town that there's no real, I mean, even if you go in the grocery store, you're like, what the hell, you guys aren't, you don't. You know when you go in the grocery department, like the, the and vegetable department, and everything's wilted? Yeah, and it's the up, was carrots. Yeah, oh, carrots can withstand time. Potatoes and carrots. But mm. that, I mean, it was crazy. And you don't, like, I don't even, so then it, you get the box salads, and I know we've talked about this before, but I will tell you, 
I mm-hmm. couldn't believe it. We were it's living on very little food, like really. We weren't eating big meals or anything. We were just having a sandwich or a salad. I started to feel like total crap and mm-hmm. like puffy weight, not real weight, like this weird chemical Well, because puffiness. the salad's treated. Well, it's treated. It's treated yeah. with stuff. Tracy always chemical talks about stuff. that. It's treated mm-hmm. with stuff not to turn uh, color. It's treated yeah. with stuff to, to preserve. Mm-hmm. I mean, meanwhile, right across the aisle, there's the fresh head of iceberg. There's the fresh head of romaine. There's the yep. fresh head of bib lettuce. Why in the world? But it's convenient. Mm-hmm. I don't want to cut it. I just want to buy it in the bag. No, it's if you gotta I remember. Be- it's, yeah, it's better. It's, <laughs> they want to, people want to eat now. They want to grab, and, and they and they don't care. And, and, and a lot of the young people that I've been speaking with, this new generation that's coming up, and hopefully things change. They're meat centric beyond belief, and it's all really their parents oh, work oh, a lot, Temecula, and it's yeah. Pizza Hut, and it's Burger King, and oh, it's wow. um, you know it's not really? good food. Yeah, it's just not good food. Oh. And you're in and an area, you're teaching in an area that they actually, this is not a food desert whatsoever. You have organic farms, no. you wineries, yeah. affluent, yeah. you know, it's like, yeah. you know, not totally but then, affluent. But, but then it's going to be how they were brought up. Middle, middle, you, you yeah. got a big middle class. It's going to be how they were brought up. There. And it's well, about kids. being fast. You know, they're kids. They're kids. Kids, kids are like, kids. they're not supposed to think about that right now. You know, it's yeah. like, remember, I mean, when we were 14 or 15 and somebody said, well, before you turn around, you're going to be 50. That doesn't make yeah. any sense to them. That's not in their vocabulary. But it's damn true because now I'm 40-something, and that's but it's it, like, what the hell? I remember <laughs> I remember as a kid, because our family was really poor, that um, my mom bought things like Chef Boyardee ravioli in this big can, which was disgusting, but it, you, it was full of salt, so you got this taste for if something didn't have salt on it, you didn't want to eat it. Because you're accustomed now to really salty, salty, gross food. And and that became what you thought ravioli tasted. And then when you went to a restaurant and you got real ravioli, you're like, that's not ravioli. It doesn't taste good, yeah. <laughs> it was like two different things. It's well, like ripped out good wine. Yeah. you got to remember, too, it's like I've done a couple of labs. One of them was very, very interesting. We did... Like kids will tell you they love fried chicken or they love chicken fingers or they love, you know, barbecued mm-hmm. chicken, smoked chicken. But when we did a chicken whole and we cut it down from the raw, a lot of the kids were like, oh, my God, they, you know, they were freaking out. You know, I took out the neck and the liver and the heart, showed them the chicken. Oh, so in the raw funny. state, they're flipping out. Then I did mussels. Oh, wow. Most of them have never seen mussels. So it was wow. very interesting. And I'd say three-quarters of the class tasted it. It was like, this is good. But they had never seen it. What, it. what do you mean it's live? Uh, I said, it's not like in the show watching color TV and reading the newspaper. There's no central nervous system. And then they tried it. It was interesting. The other day we did an Italian dish called polpette agrodolce, sweet and sour meatball. Again, they loved the meatballs. It was a great lab. But when they were, had to mix the ground beef, it was kind of like, oof, you know? So what the country has done is it has... When wow. people eat chicken, when they eat a burger, when they eat a steak, a lot of people, not only younger kids but older, don't even associate that it was alive. Right. That it came from a raw steak, that it was processed, and it came through a slaughterhouse, and it was raised. And they just want to see the end product. They're not interested mm-hmm. in the what, the where, and the why, and where does it come from. That's mm-hmm. not their concern. Wow. But and, and but that's but that's where we're in that that zone, and I think 
It well, is kind of changing, and it's like hmm. it's it is. I'm glad you're teaching, dude. Seriously, it's so you know, chef, dude, dude, hmm. chef. Because <laughs> honestly, it's so important because we talk about this on shows all the time. Of number one, the school is obviously doing the right thing because they're actually hiring you and and putting this into place. A lot of schools are not doing this kind of class. And they have this amazing kitchen I know that you're working in, right? So there's yeah, a school that's yeah. doing it right. But across mm-hmm. the country, you're going to go in, you know, southern Mississippi, you ain't going to get this kind of stuff, but right? No, you're get, no, no. In no, different yeah. places, you aren't going to get this. And and it's like you get, you know, kids coming home after school, taking care of themselves. They're going to grab a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, which isn't as bad as the rest of the world of things other than now peanut butter is full of sugar and other things and treated and so the jelly too is really bad now it it never used to be as bad and those are things that you could just crush it up yourself you go to you could get real peanut butter you know yeah well get low sugar get low sugar you know they have it without any there's organic read the labels read read the labels you know but that's like when you said teaching the kids all these different things and for kids to be consuming this stuff when their bodies are growing, at that premium time when their body is setting up and the right. chemicals are changing, now you're adding, like, you know, teenage years, okay, their chemicals are going crazy. Now let's add some more chemicals and see what happens while they're experimenting with sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Wow, yay, this is what we're doing to kids. And not teaching them. I'm, I'm saying, like, what you're doing is, is like, exceptional and amazing and I wish more schools had the ability to do that because the majority of the country is not, they're not getting it. They're not getting these tools of, and it goes beyond the cooking. It goes about making decisions and thinking and understanding things like what you're saying, them understanding where meat comes from, understanding what a whole chicken looks like. But did, it, not having that connection to your food is why we don't have a connection, a lot of us, do not have a connection to what we're doing to our planet. If you can't connect with something that you put in your mouth in order to exist, how can you have a connection to what you're doing to a planet, drilling here, drilling there, mining here, mining there, without any regard for what with the pollution in our air and our waterways? How do you have that connection if you can't even figure out where your food comes from? Listen, cattle farmers can't keep up with demand. We're shipping in know, uh, and, meat and, from and China. They crazy. can't keep up. It's meat, it's meat, crazy. meat. They can't keep up in the amount of water, land, mm-hmm. resources that go in to raise one steer is and the methane, unbelievable. Yeah, it, the methane offload into the environment is one of the chief of reasons we have a, a a problem with our climate. Is it true that goat cheese is better than cattle cheese, like cow cheese, like for like yes. the environment? Yes, Good. much better. Much that's better. what I do. Yeah. I'm a goat proponent. I, like Nancy and I said, that's how we're going to retire well, one you day. You were raised on goat milk. Yeah, but I want goats. Like, you know, because they're like, I want to take care cool, of them. Goats are cool, man. But, like, if we can do goats, Nancy can do her bulbs and we have an organic farm. But you know what? It's the hardest thing. We were just reading how farmers, it's one of the highest suicide rates in the country is farmers. I know. They're and sassy. Like, goats are sassy. They're very, very I, they're sassy. They're so much fun. And they jump on everything. And they yeah. do crazy antics, so yeah, they're fun. But yeah. but we're not, like, killing them and doing this. I, I don't know. I want it to be gentle for the animals. I don't 
you know, I just that's it's a thing about how how do how are we eating things that go through torture? That's what well, that's what my out. that's what my wife said. She Tracy's been a vegetarian since she's five. I've cut down significantly, and hopefully working towards full one day. And um, she believes that when you eat meat, you ingest mm-hmm. the pain that the mm-hmm. animal has gone through, and there's a reason why you've never seen a slaughterhouse on TV. There's a reason why they don't show that, because mm. people would be, be amazed. Um, I think and they we should see it. Don't show it. <laughs> yeah. Well, and people don't want to see it. They won't turn no, to play but, it. But but that is why the industry, the food industry, is so successful with the chemicals and replaced flavors and all that, because we're so far again disconnected from our food source that. You can eat something and not understand this is actually was once a live chicken or two or three or four that you just ingested. Well, and it's okay. So we are omnivores, and, and I don't want to get into the whole argument of what we were and what we should be and all that. That everybody's different. Everybody's body is different, and we're just in that world of difference, right? And the reality is, do what is best for you, but try to do it as best as you can for the planet. And what's the most normally what's the most healthiest thing for you is the healthiest thing for the planet too, really. I mean, if you're going to eat meat, you can do grass-fed. You can do things that are um, done in, in the non-traditional, that what has become traditional um, way of things. You don't have to eat uh, a steak every night. You know, you can have protein every night. It doesn't always have to be a steak. There's all kinds of ways to do things. And when you look at the farmers, that's what I was saying about the highest suicide rate being farmers, that's because of the the big corporations coming into the mass production of farmers, of course. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The financial side, it's it's really hard. They're, they're, you know, you know they used to be the salt we're, of the earth. They are the salt of the earth. Yeah. You know, they, we, yeah, they we're, are. That's what we we're, thought well, it's of called, now. It's called now corporate corporatism. We're starting yeah. to live in. A, we're not in a capitalist democratic. No. It's becoming corporate. I can't pronounce it. I'll tell you something yeah, corporate, very interesting. It's corporate society. Let's just put it that way. It's industrialism, somebody, corporatism, yeah. yeah. Corporatism. Uh-huh. When somebody, you need to have champagne, when, chef. <laughs> yeah, I need a champagne. When somebody, uh, when there's an autopsy done in Europe, for the most part, um, they do an autopsy, and the people live longer than Americans. Less stress, different food, different way mm-hmm. of eating. They'll, the internal organs are older. They look used because they've been used, and they're they're older. They've broken down more, even mm-hmm. though people are living to 80 and 90. When they do um, that here in America, even though the body, the person was younger, the uh, because of the preservatives and the chemicals in the food system, they're almost a lot of the times they're pristine because they're preserved. They're killing us, but the organ looks preserved. It's like almost pickled, you know. So it's it's it's. More and more I learn, especially through my wife. Really, if you think about it, you're putting stuff into your body, and then mm-hmm. it's, I mean, it's coming out the other end, and what is it doing in between? People aren't reading labels. I go to the grocery store. I am amazed mm-hmm. at what people put in their food carts. It's, it's crazy. And cheap food, you know, they're saying the economy is getting better. I don't know about that. I think a lot of Wall Street is ether. So people yeah. go and they buy the cheaper foods and not reading the labels, and these things are just really bad. Mm-hmm. You put something in a can, you put something in a jar, 
you see, you know, beef stew that's not refrigerated, that's on the shelf because it's in a vacuum package. For years. The scientists are working extremely hard not only to get you addicted to that food, but for that food to be modified to such a point where that's what we're used to eating. So we don't Mm -hmm. know any any different. Yes. And they're also doing fake mosquitoes, fake tree bark. They're doing they're trying to do trees that are insectus insect proof. They're trying to do all these things. They're trying to be God, and they can't do yeah. it. And there's a point. I, I was watching a documentary, an, an online documentary, um, and I can't pronounce her name and can't remember it off the – oh, man, everyone's going to know who she is, and it's like, ah. Anyway, um, it's on our Facebook page. If, you, if people go to Facebook for Big Blend Radio and TV magazine and go to our recipes and gardens and farms thing, you'll see the, this video I'm talking about. The, ah, I, I'm going to get her name wrong. I don't want to do it. She went out and she was showing about what happens with people wanting the price of organic food. And, you know, now do we know if, are we really getting organic food? Like, is Walmart's organic food really organic, right? They're making all these deals and doing things, and I know that they are trying in some ways to be better. They're the biggest, biggest employer in our country. 1.5 million people are employed through Walmart, minimum. Okay, so they're the biggest employer. And you can go. There's a map online. Go look at the map of who's the biggest employers. Wow. Education is at the damn bottom, but it's well, still course, in the top part. But it's, it's, it's interesting. But anyway, they are, I know from other organizations we work with, like Global Green, that they are trying in some ways. And they are. But then I go, okay, how really? And actually, some of the onions, I've, I've been in Walmart, and we've gotten onions from Walmart, and we know the farmer up in Yarrington, Nevada, a little town. Who knew? And he told us, you'll see our stuff in Walmart. I'm like, really? Swear to God, it's there. And I've seen it grown out there and done in the right way. So some of it's good. Some of it I really, really question. When people are in an area that's a dry dry zone or whatever you call it, a, a, a food desert, what do you do? Well, like she was saying in this documentary, grow your own. Do it in the urban area. They're doing it in urban L.A. everywhere. People are just mm-hmm. growing their own stuff, the mm-hmm. co-op gardens, and it is cheaper than buying it and wondering, right, mm-hmm. if you got it or not. Mm-hmm. You can share the bounty amongst your neighbors. But then you get how mm-hmm. plants work. Right. I know a mountain, Bay, uh, Palomar Mountain, Bailey's, mountain, uh, yeah, Bailey's Palomar awesome. Resort. We spent some time up with them. Palomar Mountain, right up there by Temecula. That whole mountain... They share a pig every year, a cow every year, in each other's gardens. One person does sunflowers and does all this thing. The other one does zucchini. One does the lettuce. They all have greenhouses, and they, as a mountaintop, have decided to be sustainable amongst themselves as well as protect their water rights because they have some of the freshest and most badass water ever um, to be sustainable. And she took me around all the different farms and somebody, they're doing ferns, bracken, they're eating Mm -hmm. bracken ferns. They're doing all this stuff. Ancient apple orchards. Um, It's incredible. In fact, Ivan, you should take your school kids there. It'd be cool because they really do this. And this whole mountaintop is sustainable just amongst the families living there. And they're old school generation, but they share their pigs. Like, I, I, I think that's great, and I'll tell you something what's scary and where it's going, and I hope that this movement that we're speaking about continues. With the millennial generation, you can literally, you don't have to leave the house. 
So retail, everything Amazon. is going to be started being bought online. Yeah. Retail is going Amazon, away. Amazon, Whole Foods. When retail goes away, all of that affects the rest of the economy. They push, they push now boxed foods coming to your house. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you the waste involved in the packaging and the little plastics and the cards and the lamination and all of this just so you can pay a huge amount of money to sear some salmon, cut up some vegetables, and put it on a plate. So now you can forget about the grocery store. So on the computer, you can get your food. On the computer, you can buy a bed. On a computer, you can have your drugstore deliver your drugs. Every, it's, it's going to be the new way, and unfortunately, it's going to affect this economy in the future in ways that we've never dreamed of. And well, it's all on your fingertip that we don't want to do more than our fingertip. Okay, but hold so eventually, on. Let me just, yeah. Let me just say this. You say it's on your fingertips, but now that we lost or are losing Internet neutrality, it may cost you more than you ever dreamed of to order anything online because all the small people selling online are going to have a really hard problem. If they have to pay to speed up stuff so people can actually get to their websites, so savor this conversation so, as best so as we can. No, no, no. It, can. it's really true. What's happening, this is a twofold disaster across the board. So you, well, you're now not going to have a local grocery store. You have to buy online, which means you have to have Internet and a computer. If you don't, too bad for you. Um, I want to choose No, 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 but think about it. Just think about 10, 20 years in the future now, and maybe even quicker, if – Somebody else is controlling the speed of your Internet and what websites you get to see. You know that at the end of the day, who always pays for it is the consumer. And the small people. Yep. Well, I'll tell you something. The two best jobs for the future is become a cardiac surgeon or oh. work for Federal Express, UPS, or Amazon, and deliver packages. No shit. Because that's where, that's <laughs> oh where we're going. Gosh, oh, that's yeah, so the factory funny. stacker. The stacker. Yeah. Now, oh you know, gosh. and you just tell the robot where to go. I know. It's totally true, right? And in the meantime, the post office still isn't going to do as well. You know, or you go off the grid and just have your own little farm and grow God. your own stuff. I know. I know. Yeah. Like, I, Dr. Jackie, she comes on our show. She's a cardiologist mm. and electrologist, mm. or she zaps people. You know, she's cool. She's super cool. She, her whole thing is to try and tell, especially women, mm-hmm. stop eating so much meat. Stop eating this way. Stop and and everything you're talking yeah. about because I don't want to see you in my office. And women don't know when they're having heart attacks. It's the number one killer of women is heart disease. And it's yes, coming and from, let me tell you something exactly about that. About. A lot of times when the women come in with symptoms, they're told to go home that it's, it's not a heart attack where yeah. men are put in right away. And, oh, you know, it's just a little stress, a little bit of that. It's, it's different symptoms with the woman. And a lot of yeah, times they're not Yeah, you don't recognize. Considered. It's not red. Yes. What's his name yes. going? And, and what's his name? Uh, Sanford oh, and Friends. Sanford going, it's the big one. It's the big one. Yeah. 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 <laughs> they don't have yeah, to no grab joke. the no chest joke. thing. they just like, I don't feel really good today. I know. Yeah. I know. Hey, guys, we got to run. You know, I. Okay. Chef Ivan, a good conversation. We're going to continue this in the New Year as long as yes. we can with net neutrality. We'll always keep going in some format, no matter what. Um, and screw them. <laughs> but anyway, yes. what's your champagne toast? Because there is good my, stuff. My, my toast is to, the, to America, because I think that we are, when it comes to the heart of it, a good moral country. And I think eventually we will see that again. 
and be brave, have courage, stand up. When some, let me tell you something. The world works two ways. It's either something is right or something is wrong. Either something feels right or it's wrong. It never stays the same. You Perfect. know when True. something is wrong. You know. Yeah. doesn't need an explanation. If it doesn't feel right, it's not right. And you've got to go with that. You've got to stand up with that because really that's, that's what it's going to take. Really, really, true. really. I agree. I, I can, absolutely true. And, and, hey, Alabama just showed us what's right and what's wrong, right? Thank God. Thank God. So I toast to Alabama. Yes. I'm <laughs> just saying. Go, Doug Jones. You go. I, I, I don't <laughs> think people can afford to be so busy that they're disinterested in their own future. No. You can't do you everything. Can't. Like I always say, I understand, you know, a parent with, you We're know, a busy. bunch of kids and jobs trying to make everything balanced. There's, like, you've got to, you, you, you can't sit and be the politician and, and investigate every single thing and, and that, that, like, that is a full-time job. But you can sure. make some basic look-arounds and go, okay, that's screwed up. Um, I ain't voting for that, or, oh, that's awesome, I'm going to vote for that. There are some things out there, and the Internet does actually give you the right things. There's places you can go to that are good. You know, followthemoney.org is one of them. That's a great Um, place. You know, so there's places you can go to find out the truth and vote accordingly. And the one thing is to use our voice no matter what. You know, I I just saw someone the other day. I was too busy to vote. I wasn't like, what, what? I was too busy to vote. I, you can't not be too busy to vote because the country that means, is going to dictate what you do then. Yeah. So you either choose your life or others will choose the life for you. It's pretty yes. much what you said, right, Chef? <laughs> it's like same yeah, well, thing. listen, you lose, you lose the middle class, you lose the country. No, no mm-hmm. society in the world can run without the a middle class. And the rich can't run on that? Other than no, well, the, rich can't, on the rich can't run on anything. The rich run on us. The rich can't run on anything. They're in a whole different mindset. You lose the middle class, you lose the country, you lose the middle class, you've got mm-hmm. a serious, serious civil problem. That's going and to we have to go back to supporting well, true small business and home-based business. The one thing I've seen, okay, and we, then we got to go. The home-based business, this is the thing. It was a big fight like 10 years ago, 15 years ago. I'm, you know, be a home-based business and how home-based businesses were fighting, saying, hey, we get rights too, you know, we're, we don't have to have a big storefront, blah, blah, blah. You know, I know plenty of people are working from home, and then this whole thing is laptops came available and, you know, Skype and all these things, all these technology, you know, all of this technology came available. More people were able to not commute, which is not, you know, we're not putting you know, more cars on the road all the time, um, and do some stuff from home. Now... Uh-huh. we're getting penalized, everybody that works from home. Now it's changing up. And we all got lax in that department thinking, oh, we're fine. We're not. Anybody who works from home, and just about everybody does at some point. I mean, Ivan, do you ever look at your menus with the school kids at home on a computer? I mean, that's working from sure. home. We all do work from home at some point. And you've got to look at that. If we're going to take our stuff home, we should look at it still as an office space or whatever. So I just want to put that out. Home-based people, you've got to start looking at your rights because they're about to be swooped away. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just saying, especially on taxes. All right, yep. so, Chef Ivan, we toast to you and Tracy, and uh, we'll chat and with pickle. you in the new year. Yeah, and pickle, little pickle. Thank you. 
Do you dress them up for Christmas? I saw those photos. Actually, we're taking them right now to PetSmart to get photographed with Santa. She's going to get photographed with Santa. She's going to get photographed with Santa. I bet you she pees on Santa's knees. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. She's up. You know, she's one of our babies, and we we need the picture. She's very, very excited right now. I can't wait to see it on your Facebook. Everyone, again, you can keep up with Chef Ivan Flowers. Go to Facebook, Twitter, and also BlendRadioandTV.com. You'll see him there and get his recipes. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, guys. I'll speak to you next year. Take care. Be well. Bye-bye. Happy holidays. Tracy says hello. Thanks. Bye. All right. Happy holidays. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. You know what's wrong with health and fitness? You weaponize it against yourself. Why didn't you go to the gym today? You're so lazy. Ah, why did you eat that? You have no self-control. Stop it. At Beachbody, we think training and caring for your body in a way that works best for you should be about loving yourself. Let us help you without all the judgment. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great.